Welcome to another episode of Feed the Faith Outdoors Podcast, your weekly podcast featuring topics from hunting all the way to hallelujah. Here's your host, Eric Lowry, a.k.a. Carson Kills. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Feed the Faith Outdoors. I'm Eric Lowry, a.k.a. Carson Kills. Let's get it. On this week's episode of Feed the Faith Outdoors, I want to tell you guys about the story of the 12-point buck I shot in East Tennessee. So I don't even know where to start with this one. Um, I guess let's take it all the way back to the summer. And um, I just moved up to Johnson City and didn't really have any place to hunt up there. I worked at TDOT, and that was the reason I moved up there is because I got a job with TDOT. And I worked four days a week, was off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I knew I was going to have a pretty good amount of time to deer hunt. And that was going to be awesome. So I wanted to find a place that I could hunt up there and not have to drive back to Greenville or Rogersville or Morristown every day to go deer hunting. And so basically I got, I pulled out the maps and I started checking parcels that were near me that, you know, had a good, good amount of woods and good amount of land on them and I just started calling 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 and I bet you I called I don't know 50 60 people and every single one of them told me no so I was like well this ain't this ain't working too well I'm gonna switch things up let me try something different I had had success calling people in the past but for some reason I just wasn't feeling it and I felt like I needed to get face to face with these people so that I could sell them on the idea of letting me deer hunt because that I mean that's basically what you're doing when you're asking for permission to deer hunt you need to be in a seller's mindset you need to sell them on why they should let you deer hunt so if if any of you guys know anything about sales it's always easier to sell something when you're face to face with somebody when you can present something to them when you can talk to them in person you can have that connection you can look them in the eyes and they're not just on the phone listening to your voice worrying about something else that's going on with what they're doing so I started door knocking and I went and asked a few people and they told me no and I asked I asked this one gentleman and I had been seeing deer out there and I asked this one gentleman and he was really on the fence about it and he just said ah better not better not better not da 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 So I kind of gave up on that one, and I kept door knocking all around, door knocking. Well, finally, I ran into someone that told me they had some land, and I could could hunt it. And it just so happened to be connected to the guy that was on the fence. And once I gained permission to hunt that land, I went back to him. And I said, hey, man, I just want to let you know that, you know, I got permission to hunt this, you know, that butts up to you. And I was just wondering if, I could use your place as access and I had already went in and I had scouted this place and you know I I found that I found where I needed to be and I knew in order to access it the correct way uh, I was going to have to do something different because there's a couple other people that hunt this place and they don't 
they don't do it the right way. That's all I'll say about that. Um, anyway, so I knew that I had to access it, you know, a different way. And so I went back to him and I talked to him and told him basically I really just needed access. And he said, yeah, that's fine. You know, here's where you park. You can go in and hunt, you know, whatever, have at it. Pretty much talked him into it, convinced him to do it. So I went to the house, got him a bunch of deer meat and brought it back and went in there and put up some trail cameras and whatnot and wasn't really getting anything on trail camera. Um, I mean, a few does and a few smaller bucks, but I knew there was a lot of deer in the area. So I just continued to pursue scouting over at this place and I was finding a lot of buck sign and finally one afternoon I was able to put eyes on a bachelor group of deer and I'm telling you right now that got me excited because although I hadn't had those deer on camera it it gave me an idea of what was in the area and I knew at that point that I could confidently pass on some young bucks knowing that there's several good shooters in the area so um me and my buddy we went in there and we hung us a double set and i remember opening morning of the velvet hunt we went in there and was all excited and was gonna kill us a velvet buck and we got up in the tree and it was piss pouring the rain and when we set up the tree stand it ended up sitting kind of crooked on the tree and it, i mean dude it was just the worst thing ever we were sitting up there in the piss pouring rain and i'm talking like raining dude like i didn't want to be out there and i said dude this, this is ridiculous let's get down these tree stands we've jacked them up we've set them crooked they they sit uncomfortable it's piss pouring the rain like we've messed up here dude like we are gonna have to regroup and re-plan what we're doing so basically i think it was that afternoon maybe at lunchtime or something maybe the i think the rain slacked off i'm trying to remember because i believe this was like three or four seasons ago and um we tore everything down and literally moved it uh 20 30 yards maybe and hung it back up and that's where that's where it stayed the rest of the year um i know a lot of guys are really into mobile hunting tactics and you know i i really am getting into mobile hunting tactics i see the benefits of it i see you know how it can help you in certain situations but in this situation this was a set that we hung and it stayed and we hunted it several times throughout bow season never seen a buck hunted it several times uh leading up to november never seen a buck i mean we've seen a few does every, you know every time or two we'd go out i mean obviously there's a few days we didn't see anything but we knew there was a, a group of does running through there, I guess, I don't know, five, six, ten, ten different does, but on a regular basis, you'd see five or six of them come through at a time. So we knew there was does in the area, and we knew it was only a matter of time before, you know, the bucks started coming in there and putting down some <clears throat> pre-rut sign and, 
you know, scrapes and rubs and whatnot and coming there after those does. So we knew we were in a good spot. It was just about timing. And, you know, there was, I, I had seen another mature deer on the property and I was actually after him when the first of November rolled around because I kept seeing him and, you know, I was after him. So I told, told my buddy to go over there and, you know, hunt the set that we had always hunted there throughout the year. And he ended up killing him. I think it was a 130 inch eight pointer, 133 or something like that. It was a big, big buck. He ended up killing it. I think it was November 2nd that afternoon. Uh, that, that big buck came up out of a bedding area and he was heading through where we where, where we had our tree stand at and he was heading to another bedding area um that was the good thing about that spot it's it was you know in between two doe bedding areas so you could really pinpoint a buck coming through there you know trying to check those areas especially if you just get on the downwind side of it i mean he's coming through there on a northwest wind you just get on that downwind side usually northwest wind you'll have a good cold front deer should be up and moving and whatnot so it was a it was a good good setup and i was uh i was after a different buck and he killed his and man i was so happy for him i had to get down there and go over and check it out and turns out actually uh about nine days later i killed my biggest buck to date and i remember that afternoon like very vividly because it was 65 degrees um november 11th and i was really debating on even going out that afternoon but i was driving down the road i was heading to a spot you know the spot that we were gonna hunt and i seen a doe bust out of the woods and i was like well that's weird you know it's it's one o'clock in the day and it's 60 some degrees if she's busting out of the woods like that out you know to in front of a main road something pushed her out of the woods and i was like well it's either a buck or maybe a dog or a coyote or something like that so it was 65 degrees and i was like well i can at least go in here and put out a mock scrape and hunt for a little bit and see what happens so i remember walking in that afternoon it was 1 30 when i was walking in and I stopped and put up a trail camera and I started clearing out some leaves and making a mock scrape and I poured some pee in it and walked about 20 yards over and got up in my stand and I pulled my bow up got everything situated and by this point it was about 135 and I pulled my phone out and I started texting my wife let her know I had made it up there and I hear something coming through the woods and sure enough I see a big body deer and so I grabbed my bow and I stood up and he's coming through some thick stuff and I just catch a glimpse of antlers and I was like oh dang that's a good one and he steps out in front of me about 15 20 yards and double lung him son and he only ran about I don't know 40 50 yards into a thicket and it was over after that so that was a pretty awesome hunt um it's it's just amazing how things come together like that so basically the moral of this whole story is if you don't have a place to hunt or you don't feel like you have a good place to hunt, just get out and door knock. You know, go ask people, sell them on your ideas of how you're going to, you know, 
trade with them and benefit them and benefit you as well so just go door knocking don't be afraid to get told no and you know go in there and figure out the sign once you do get a permission figure out the buck sign what's going on figure out the doe bedding areas and uh just stay after it stay persistent um when it's november when it's the rut it don't matter what temperature it is just get out there get in between those bedding areas and hope for the best um just enjoy it have a good time have fun if if someone else you know has success don't get discouraged and don't get envious just be be happy for them and you know we're all just trying to put meat in the freezer and make memories that last forever so hope y'all have enjoyed this episode i just wanted to kind of tell you about the buck i killed and kind of how we done it and how things played out and hopefully there's something in this episode that can help you and if 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 not anything just try to try to do some door knocking this year and i believe you can get you a few new places to hunt and hopefully you can find you a honey hole so so i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode this is eric lowry aka carson kills with another episode of feed the faith outdoors